Hey, welcome to Chuck. It's good to be back after a few weeks. Uh, we, I think we've been off for a few weeks. I know we've not recorded in a few weeks, and I was in Hilton Head last weekend, or last week was Sherry McMahon, and uh, so Oz, it's good to be back. We got to play tennis the last couple of days. We had missed a few weeks. That was mm-hmm. good. I had a little leg injury this morning. I had to bail out early, so apologize for that, but yeah. here we are. We're ready to do some Chucked again. I had a Good conversation with uh, one of my Chucksters, our Chucksters, uh, Jeff Kirby today, Judge Jeff. Oh, yeah. He was talking about how much he enjoys Chuck, and I said, well, it's not for everyone. We have our niche Chucksters and Chuckettes who are faithful listeners. Um, Mm -hmm. So how are you doing today? I'm well. Yeah? I'm well, yeah. Um, A lot going on. A lot going on. Is there? What's what's going well, on? and things that don't matter. Oh yeah, uh, like church, and then things that do matter, like the Browns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Browns are making moves. I, was, well, yeah. I will say that in the last few weeks that we've been off, I tried and tell you, I tried to get some some people to fill in as we've done before. Oh yeah, I was and hoping you'd do yeah, that. Yeah, it didn't work out because um, Fleming was gone. For Fleming sure, has or... his own podcast and yeah. is speaking now, so he's 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 uh, too big time for this. Okay. Um, and Levi wouldn't want to. I asked Levi to do it, and he wouldn't. He didn't want to do it. What was his reasoning? That he uh, he's not good at that. That something like that, and <laughs> so he, he was he was too uh, too Try scared to do it. Try things you're not good at, Levi. Mm-hmm. Try things you're not good at. Yeah. Wow. Right, he would be he would be great at it, but he didn't he want to do it. Be. So he's so funny. People the mm-hmm. people who watch him lead worship have. No idea how funny he is. He's mm-hmm. a funny dude. He is. And yeah. that's uh, why I wanted him to come on. Absolutely. Just, yeah. I, would, I love for people to people see that funny side. And then if you did not get to attend Southbrook last weekend, Chucksters and Chuckettes, you have got to go on the, uh, the stream of it because uh, you'll see a side of Austin McMahon and Levi Crowley that you have not seen before. I, I have, we have done some funny things around here in, 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 the, in the last three decades, but I've never laughed harder than I laughed last weekend. I, I was crying. I was laughing so hard, and I knew what was coming. Mm-hmm. I knew what was coming. I was crying. I was laughing so hard. Yeah. So Austin got to do a different take on the devil role that he played at Unexpected, and that's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. I had to show my range, and I didn't want to be <laughs> you did. typecast as a, just a dramatic actor. I yeah. wanted to oh, also gosh. be a comedy actor. So You were in the physical comedy as well mm-hmm. as your rift. I mean, you nailed Captain Jack, Johnny Depp, devil. You nailed it. I mean, it was mm-hmm. just... It was it was done with flawlessness, and so so we what? Just, so so take us into today's topic that is going to bless the lives of Chucksters and Chuckettes all over the world. Mm-hmm. I think it would be interesting to hear about what uh, a vacation is like for you and uh, in mom, for okay. especially the uh, the husbands out there. Mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of husbands out there that are probably listening that. Um, would never go on a vacation with just their wife, probably, because that would yeah. <laughs> would kill them. You know, well, yeah, unfortunately. But um, uh, you know I, that uh, I, I hope to do that with Mackenzie someday. But you know, we never have. But I think there's a lot of people out there whose marriages are are leave um, something to be desired. And so, um, how that works, why that works, and uh, you know what that looks like. Um, that's a really that good. I, I, I love that. Topic. Not a lot of uh, couples do that. Yeah, I uh, love that topic. And 
I, I couldn't agree more. Now, you know, it helps. So which comes first, the chicken or the egg? It helps that a vacation like that is preceded by the fact that we are the best of friends, Sherry and I. We, we are each other's favorite people to mm-hmm. be around in the whole world. Sorry, Jordan. Sorry, Austin. Sorry, Mackenzie. Sorry, Chip. You mm-hmm. know, we are, we are. Now, I think Gage and Gunner are crowding me out a little bit. <laughs> I think, I think there's little, you know, crowding mm-hmm. out, but we are truly each other's best friends. And, uh, I, you know, it's funny because I, 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 I look through all, I'm going to do a series on this. Marriage is like this pie of three pieces, compatibility, compassion, and character. And the greater your compatibility, the less compassion and character it takes to have a great marriage. But the less uh, compatibility, the greater compassion and character it takes. And I get no brownie points for being married to Sherry Young because uh, she's the easiest person in the world to be married to, I think. And so it's been really, it's been really, uh, hasn't demanded a lot of character out of me to be married to her. Mm-hmm. She is a nine on the Enneagram, which is the peacemaker. I think to some extent every man would love to be married to a beautiful peacemaker because she uh, you know she doesn't she doesn't want conflict and I've told you I can count on one hand how many deep conversations we've had in thirty three years we just don't we just don't have them. When I say deep, I mean like really, you know this is going to be difficult. trudge through this. It's just not mm-hmm. the way she operates, and it's not the way I operate. So then when we go on vacation, it's just, so our lives are so structured. My life is so structured that to go on vacation and have days, we call them selfish days, where we didn't know what we were going to do from the next hour to the next hour. And that's what that vacation's like. Now, you know, in Hilton Head, which is our second home, basically, we don't have enough... We do not have another a second home in Hilton Head, mm-hmm. but it's like I mean, we just it's like it's like home away from home. We have our built-in things. We know we're going to be on the beach for mm-hmm. a good part of the day. In the spring, it starts later than it does in the summer because it's not as warm. So we had that built in, but we just we just uh, you know we both love to read. So that compatibility there, we both love movies. And there's that compatibility there. That so our we watched we saw three movies at a little Plaza Park or Park Plaza Cinemas, which is a little it's run by two French folks who are married and and they only show the kind of stuff that Neon would show here. Mm-hmm. And so we got to see three films that we probably wouldn't see here unless we went down to the Neon. Mm-hmm. We got to do that. We got to, I read three books. Um, that were three easy to read books. There were it wasn't like I was reading three you know, War and Peace volumes, but there's three easy to read books. And, and that's a lot of our vacation. I, you know, I, I tell you about every day, you know, I get up, I, we, we would read for a little bit in the morning cause it was pretty cool in the mornings. Mm-hmm. And then I would go hit on the wall. I didn't have anyone to play with. So I would hit on the wall and then I would go running on the beach. She would do her walk by noon. We're coming back, having lunch. We go out to the beach for uh, a while a couple hours, not as long as we do in the summer, but a couple hours. Mid-afternoon, we get ready to go to an early dinner. We always like to go to early dinners to avoid the the crowd rush, and we'd go to an early dinner, and then we'd go to Barnes & Noble or a movie in the evening. As Oz knows real well, our Barnes & Noble down there is such a treat because we love hanging out at bookstores. But, but you know, it's probably going to come out the wrong way, but, but 
nobody knows us there, you know? I mean, we're going to, not that we don't like meeting people, but it's nice to have a break from, you know, mm-hmm. it's just nice to have a break from that. Yeah. And we just go there in the cafes, you know, and we just read. Um, we do roaming. I, I do a lot of discovery during that time of books that we weren't aware of. Real quick insert, I told you, one of my favorite fictions of all time, we both, we we actually did it on audio, uh, Where the Crawdads Sing is worthy of its number one in the USA Today bestseller. It's an excellent, mm-hmm. excellent book. It just, I've never had an experience in a book where I felt such compassion for the main character. I love books that make me, I love books and movies that make me pray harder. So that's why I like seeing movies that are scary because if it's a real thing, not some ridiculous Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but if it's about demonic stuff, it makes me pray harder. It's actually valuable. But I love movies that make me more compassionate for the week. Mm-hmm. And this book. It really did it. So we both we did that, and then we read, and, and that was pretty much our week. It was you know it was rinse and repeat every day. That um, um, we went to the outlet mall one day and spent time there. But you know that's pretty it. We're really boring on vacation, but it's partly because we both have a compatibility of books. Mm-hmm. So did it take much time to get to that point? Over the years? Well, when we had little Rugrat centers running around, mm-hmm. you know, you couldn't leave. We just didn't couldn't leave them. We didn't take very many single vacations. Yeah, we didn't take very many single vacations. So it wasn't, I don't know, do you remember? I mean, it was probably until five, six years ago that we started doing vacations by ourselves. Yeah. It wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, for years, it wasn't, we didn't do that. And, um, you know, uh, you, there's reality of seasons of life. You're just, you just, we just couldn't. We just couldn't afford it. It's only been the last few years that I could afford a vacation without stress. <laughs> it was weird. It's the mm-hmm. last few years, you know, I don't mean that I've been poor, but I mean, it's raising a family on a minister's salary. It's not, it's not a piece of cake. It's not, it's not just me. It's mm-hmm. everyone I know who's in, you know, in, in, a, in a suburb. It's, it's not a piece of cake. So until the last few years, you know, we, we, we couldn't afford it. We didn't, we didn't, yeah. It's, Maturity is worth the journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is worth the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, because you get to really reap the fruit of your character investments in your marriage and your family life. You know, we're, we are at this stage where we're really reaping the dividends of working through some really hard things in life and, and staying together and, 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 uh, through all that. I mean, everything that we've been through as a family, your mom and I have only gotten closer through all that through the years. Mm-hmm. Now, I say she, I don't deserve any credit, character credit for being married to her. The opposite is not true for her. You know, <laughs> I think she went through so much. She had a, She was married to a pastor of a growing church who was also struggling with depression through his 30s. And I, and I knew that was really hard on her. And you know her. She she internalizes things. She doesn't emote. But that was hard. You know, it was hard. I didn't. And I never had. I never had a serious case of depression. I can't imagine. Um, I can't imagine what it's like to go through a major depression as a dad, as a pastor, as a, a husband. She. I didn't. I. I. Mine. Mine. Mine was never a major diagnosis. It was chronic. I had to deal with it, but it was never major. You know. 
but she still had to deal with that. She still had to deal with a few times a year, I would say, I'm done. I'm done. And she would have to be patient and shake her head and, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, uh, and uh, you know, get through that. But it's worth it now. Um, and I, I do think last week was an example of, of, oh boy, just such a reward to be married 33 years and to grow through so much and, and to love to be around each other. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Now, when I talk about compatibility, as you know, your mom and I have movies and books in common. Would you agree? That's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a big thing, but it's not like we have, oh, yeah, we both love to jog. We both love to play tennis. We both love to golf. We love, you know, your mom, if sports were eliminated from the planet, I don't think she would grieve that for one second. Mm-hmm. Now, she tricked me on that. Because she was an awesome fast pace. She was an awesome athlete. I thought that meant she was in, interested in athletics. I always <laughs> joke with her. I said, you, you did the bait and switch. Because mm-hmm. you knew that I, I, you know, I did. In my mind, I was going to marry an athletic girl. I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to marry a girl that didn't, wasn't, I just, that's just, that was so too attracted to me. Mm-hmm. Boy, did she trick me on that one. Because <laughs> she, she didn't, she really doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know, she was pleasing her sports nut dad, Mike Young, mm-hmm. but in reality, that wasn't her. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. So, what so. would you say to to people that a couple that is um, the struggles first with the compatibility of the pie? Well, I I'm a big believer in the compatibility the the which is is which is a a. Simpler way to say the oneness journey, the two become one flesh, has to start with the husband. I say that because I believe in Scripture. I believe that when Paul starts the most brilliant, simple simple treatment of marriage ever written, he starts it with, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit to your husbands. That doesn't mean be lesser. Be a doormat. It's not what that means. It means have a respectful posture towards your husband. And then it says, what kind of husband? Husbands, love your wives as Christ loves the church and gave himself up for her to present her to himself as a radiant bride without stain, wrinkle, or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In other words, what I signed up for, I am on this planet to bring out the best in her. That's what I signed up for. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've ever really lost sight of that. So when it comes to vacation, it's not we're going to do what I want to do because I work all the time, and I'm 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 leading church. I need you know no I you know where do you I, I, it's always I want to go where you want to go to eat. I want to I would not see those three movies that we saw last week. Left to myself, and I hope she's not listening to this. But left to myself, I wouldn't see those three movies. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Listen to where the crawdads sing. But my life is better for it because I don't do it out of obligation. I do it with joy. I want to I want her to have a great vacation. I want her you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't take slow walks on the beach. I'd take hard runs on the beach. I wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just there's a lot. And I don't say this to get brownie points or virtue. I'm not ver there's a lot I do that I wouldn't do, but I, your mom wants to do it. I wouldn't watch T V shows every night. 
where we have our shows. I wouldn't do that. You know what I'd be doing every night? I'd be watching tennis. Uh-huh. I'd be watching basketball. I'd do that joyfully. It's my privilege to bring out the best in her. She was talking to me, the, Brandon Bouchard, one of her, her favorite authors now. He's a motivational guy. She read it to me yesterday. She said he had a section in his book that said, I am on this planet to bring her joy. He was talking about his wife. Mm-hmm. And Paul goes on to say, he who loves his wife loves himself. Happy wife, happy life. The thing about this is, is that when you put her joys first, it ends up coming back around. And so that's what I try to do. I mean, there, you know, I, I, don't, I hope I'm not sounding virtuous here, but, but last week is an example. There are a lot of things that I wouldn't do that I, we did last week. And I don't do, oh, gosh, you know, got to go here. You know me, I'd go out to eat at Chipotle every night. I wouldn't be going to restaurants that cost 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be doing that. Mm-hmm. That makes me normal, probably. But, but all those things, you know, we went out to eat at restaurants if, and, and dinner. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm the beneficiary of it, number one, because I... I, I, I I, I get to hear books or read books that I wouldn't read, watch shows I wouldn't read, do things, walks on beach I wouldn't do. But the other is that sh- she's... The, the dynamic between Sharon and I works because at the core, a woman wants security, generally speaking. At a core, a man wants respect. And I work to give her security in every way. She's first. And it's easier for her to reciprocate respect. I, I truly believe she sees me as her hero that's what every man wants mm-hmm. so that works for that way um and so what way. about uh the other two compassion and character yeah so compassion is being sensitive to uh your spouse's weaknesses vulnerabilities mm-hmm. their vulnerabilities so compassion is that element that that when my spouse doesn't meet my needs sometimes or uh, has their own deficiencies, that I'm compassionate toward that. I'm not quick to react to that. I'm not quick to condemn. I'm not quick to criticize. I'm slow to speak, you know, quick to listen. That's, that's the compassion component. And, uh, you know, for me, for Sherry, I understand her vulnerabilities. You know, I understand the things that make her feel like if she's away from me too much, she starts feeling distant. And you and I are wired the same way. I could not see someone for a year, and I feel just as close to him as I did a year ago. It doesn't change for me. But not everyone's that way, and your mom's not that way. Mm-hmm. And so I have to invest that time. So compassion is is that sensitivity, graciousness, you know, mm-hmm. giving room for grace. Compassion is is. Uh, is allowing for there to be vulnerability, and I and I help I help take care of those vulnerabilities, and for, particularly for a man to a woman, I help create a context of security for her. Mm-hmm. Security meaning you've always got me. Security meaning you can trust that I put you first, not myself. Mm-hmm. And I can't I can't emphasize this enough. Not out of duty. Love is not duty. Love is a choice that I make to give you that gift, to, you know, to give you value. 
And don't do it like, oh, gosh, yeah, but it creates resentment in me. That's not love. That's not love. That's obligation. That's law. That's not love. So that's the compassion. And the character component is, is having the strength to, to sacrifice. Having the, having the inner security to put yourself in the, for the husband. I see myself. I'm the Christ figure, according to Paul. That means, you know, I, Doug Phillips wrote the, for the phrase that I use at a lot of weddings. He said on the Titanic, the men gave up their lifeboats for the women and the children. And he said this principle has allowed Western civilization to thrive for thousands of years. The groom dies for the bride. That's how it works. I, I mean, I just, I don't care how, uh, how chauvin. I mean, it probably sounds chauvinist. Some people probably sound sexist. I, I believe in it. I think that's that's what it was meant to be. And mm-hmm. um, the character, you know, the thing that I think the thing that guys don't realize what they're signing up for is the character part. Mm. Do you remember in Matthew nineteen when Jesus is talking about marriage? And in the message version, it says, marriage is for those who can grow into the largeness of it. No, no, I, don't th- I don't know of any grooms on their wedding day that stand there and go, oh, okay, I'm in, uh, whew, I don't know about this game. This is a big game. I'm going to grow into the largeness. Nobody, nobody does that. Mm-hmm. But that's what you're signing up for. You're mm-hmm. signing up for the ultimate curriculum of are you secure enough to put her first? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Till death do you part. For better, for worse, for richer, for poorer. Mm-hmm. That's what you signed up for. And I know a lot of tough guys who aren't very tough when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us haven't been taught that. I had a mentor, Bob Russell, who, who taught me this stuff. You know, my, I didn't get it from my parents. My parents, as you know, they didn't really like each other very much. They stayed together all their life, but they didn't really like each other. So I didn't get a really get a model of this. But I got a model of it from Bob Russell, Bob and Judy. Mm-hmm. And they and Bob's the one that modeled for me. You know, you got to get away. You got to take vacations. Invest in 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 trips and uh, events. Don't invest in stuff. And that's why you know, gosh, till the last few years, we always had borrowed furniture. Mm-hmm. It's because we just didn't invest in that kind of stuff. We invested in trips. Mm. That's As good. I mean, our marriage. I think. Would you agree? Your mom and I's marriage is as good as it looks on the outside. Yeah, yeah. It is as good as it looks on the yeah. outside. I mean, there's that's the one thing through everything that's it's only gotten better, and it was, you know, it was always good. I really highly recommend marrying your dream girl. Mm-hmm. It you helps. Know, it helps a lot, mm-hmm. and I did. And um, that's not a book. That's that's not a book. That's, that's right. Literally, yeah. <laughs> literally, yeah. Um, but I can say this, and you would call me on if it weren't true. Our our marriage is as good as it looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I had somebody come up to me. One of our volunteers came up to me a few weeks ago, and she just said, "Hey, can I stop you?" It was on a Sunday morning. She was working in guest service. Can I stop you for a minute and say something to you? And I said, "Sure." And she goes, "I love it. We love it." And she had tears in her eyes when you tell stories about you and Sherry. Mm-hmm. And she had tears in her eyes, you know. And she wasn't like, "Oh, my marriage is." It wasn't those kind of. It was just. It helps all of us, and I appreciated that. Yeah, because I don't want to, I don't want to sound uncompassionate to those who struggle in marriage. Some marriages just got off the wrong compatibility foot, mm-hmm. and it's hard. 
It's really hard. Ours has never really been that hard from my perspective. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> from your mom's, I think it's been hard. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't admit it. She'd say, oh, no, no, you've been great. <laughs> but I know now she truly believes that she's the most blessed woman in the world, and that's great. Mm-hmm. I love that she thinks that. I think I got her fooled, but I love mm-hmm. that she thinks that. Yeah. What's, uh-huh. your, what's your take on it? As you, as you sit there and you got the great privilege of growing up under me, <laughs> and, and, but, but your mom and I, and now you know, you know the marriage of Southbrook's lead catalyzer more than anyone. You and your sister, what's your take on it? You've been on a zillion vacations with us. Mm-hmm. You're, you're molded in the same way, vacation-wise. You're not the Disney vacationer. You're the quiet, on-the-beach vacationer like I am. What's your take on it? Uh, I think taking what I need and taking what's necessary and leaving the rest because um, to, uh, to have an autonomous marriage um, for McKinsey and I and... Um, separate from uh, mimicking other marriages, um, knowing what works for us and mm-hmm. um, for who we are. Uh, and there are certainly so many principles from you guys, um, uh, images of what it looks like from other people you know. Um, that's one way we've been blessed is not just by having... The, one marriage to look at, but many, and yeah. so we have a lot to we have a lot of information to pull from and yeah. images to pull from uh, because there isn't um, <clears throat> in, you know Ephesians talks about uh, you know values of marriage, but it's not a system of marriage, mm, and uh, so um, we both have to be careful of um, falling into a system. I can I can really fall into that of this is what a vacation should look like, right, right? Or her falling into this is what development in marriage should look like. Uh, but in uh, so I think it's a it's um what I understood from Fleming's message this weekend is is um, I, th- I told him I thought it was one of the most digestible uh, images of sanctification. It was excellent. It was excellent. When he spoke of uh, Captain Marvel and her to be to become sanctified as in to become one's true self is her process of continually getting up. Getting up. Yeah. And That's a Have you, you saw the movie, right? Mm-hmm. That's a powerful image. She yeah. keeps getting up. And so it's her it's her getting up her her will to to keep going on her path that she's on is what sanctifies her to be what she was meant to be yeah. as a um as a savior for that circumstance so uh so yeah we try to respect each other's path to to sanctifying our marriage and um what each of us needs in our own, our own in our own mm-hmm. way, but uh, but why also certainly with the aid of everything else, all the um, examples around us. Yeah, it's a dance, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. I talk about Sherry, I put her needs first, 
that's easy to do because she wants me to spend two hours a day playing tennis. She's she's never been, oh, you spent too much time playing basketball. You're not spending enough time around me. That's, she's never been that way. So then it's easy for me to want to reciprocate that with, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a dance. It's not a system. I, I love the way you're putting that. It's it's not a system. The thing I would say is as I look at you and Mackenzie, and you've been married how many years now? Four. Four, and... You know, you, the, the the great thing is maturity. The process of maturity is worth all the grace that it takes. Mm-hmm. It's worth it, and especially us guys. I think tendency is our guy, us guys. We develop later. We mm-hmm. get it later than than I think most most wives do. Mm-hmm. But it's worth that, and you know, for wives to be patient. With their husbands' development, husbands to be patient with their wives' development. That's where you may need to draw in the compassion of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, the good thing about for me, I learned early on, God is not just my father; He's my father-in-law. Mm-hmm. He He is her father, and I need your father. I need your compassion. I need your character. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So, good question. I really enjoy talking about it. I'm thankful. Mm. I know very well myself that I have this incredible gift of this marriage, and I could screw it up in one day. So, mm. I don't want to leave the impression that our marriage is impregnable. It's not. There's no marriage that's impregnable. Mm. I could I could screw it up in one day with bad decisions or something like that. So, we have to constantly root ourselves in the compassion and the character of Christ so that we have the resources that, that it takes to grow into the largest of marriage. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the question, Oz. It's good to be back. It's, and uh, I look forward to our family vacation in Hilton Head this summer because yeah. we do miss you guys while we're there. That's the thing. We enjoy this. It's so great, the two of us getting alone. But, boy, there's also that whole of all, you know all of our family. Mm-hmm. So until next time on Chuck, this is Charles Braxton. I'm with Austin Charles. Mm-hmm.